0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact
1: Talk Radio.
2: And on tunein.com, hing.fm, and upsnap mobile.
1: Contact Talk Radio.
2: Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner. Live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner and this is Real Answers. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about how to return to love in a conflict situation, which is, I think, such an incredibly important and helpful skill. And to help us in uh, in, in working with this particular topic, um, I'm going to have a guest today, uh, and that is uh, T- Tabitha Birdweaver from Romantic Alchemy, and um, she's going to give us also some wonderful tips and tools to use um, in our relationships um, when things get challenging. Okay, so um, as you've probably noticed, I can't imagine that there is anyone um, who hasn't had a conflict with someone who is close to them. Right? Um, it just happens that inevitably, just because we're different people, we think differently, we get stressed out, um, we're busy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the reason is, but inevitably we're going to come into some sort of misunderstanding, um, with another person that we care about. And sometimes this misunderstanding can feel really serious. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to um, have a misunderstanding about, you know, what needs to be picked up from the grocery store and then it's another thing to have a misunderstanding about um, a deep belief that you hold, um, the, the way that you want to um, uh, raise your kids or what it is that is a good choice of what to do at work. So there are main areas of our life that, uh, you know, it might be more challenging for us to have a conflict in. And for some of us, you know, conflict is challenging just in and of itself, any type of even small conflict. Some people really avoid, it um, because, uh, the idea of being in conflict makes them, uh, feel, uh, insecure or overwhelmed, um, or, um, you know, incredibly defensive, so um, one of uh, you know one of the things to to uh, recognize, which is this is what I talk about all the time, which is your first key, always always always, your first step is to um, is to become aware, right? So you want to start to be able to see um, where you are and what it is that's going on. Right. And regardless of the situation, whether we're dealing with relationships, whether you're dealing with your career, um, it doesn't matter. But, you know, the first thing is to stop and take a moment and really be able to see the landscape, understand what it is that's going on with you. So um, I'll give you an example of someone maybe who would avoid conflict. Right someone who would avoid conflict might actually not even think of themselves as avoiding conflict. They might uh, think of themselves as, you know, wanting to look at the bright side of things or um, paying attention to something that's important. Or uh, they might say, well, I just don't ever really get upset, right? Those might all be things that can point to someone who is really uncomfortable with conflict. Right. On the flip side, there are those people who are incredibly comfortable with conflict. You get those two people together, someone that is very uncomfortable with it and somebody that is is uh, uh comfortable with it and that can be incredibly challenging for both of those people in in relationship. So the person that's comfor- uh, comfortable with conflict, they might be more um, assertive or even um, some people would use the word aggressive. Uh, they might be more outspoken. They might uh, show more uh, passion or anger or any kind of emotion um, and they, they might want to like engage, right? So you have a person who's going to avoid, you have a person that's going to engage Right. If those two people are together, but you can have any, of course, you can have any uh, combination. What I really just want to show is that um, we have these kind of automatic ways of reacting in a conflict situation. Um, and so we want to be able to recognize that. We want to be able to see where it is that we are and what, you know, what a type of person we are. What are we bringing to the table in a conflict situation? So that can be something, I mean, this is something that uh, Tabitha helps people with all the time, but, you know, helping them understand more about who they are so that then they can step into their relationship more, more fully. Okay. So what I think is really important that I want to talk about is kind of the step by step that we can take uh, just one step by step that we can take in a conflict situation to move into a different place right so the first would be you know you look at what it is that is your uh negative intent inside of the conflict right so in any conflict that you have um you know you're half that conflict right Cause it takes it takes two to tango right so to speak so um in, in being half that, uh, conflict, it's really important to recognize, like, if you have a desire to hurt or to blame or to separate from, um, or to abandon or, um, you know, in the sense of avoidance, then you want to be able to recognize that in yourself. And that can be a really challenging thing because we can get caught up in the storyline, the storyline of what it is that um, we are, how we have been rightfully wronged, um, why we're justified in having the emotions that we have. And we forget to to just kind of take a moment and stop and look at what our own negative intent is. This is some um, Uh, huge revelation when people start to understand their patterns um, when it comes to relating and then also their negative intent um, especially when it comes to to conflict right so it it, after you've kind of got a sense of what that negative intent is what do you want you you know uh to have happen that isn't in support of coming back together with the person, right? So I think that that's important to just highlight and go over again. So really, if you don't want the conflict to exist, you want to move towards resolution, understanding, reconnection, what have you, right? Then you are looking at what is it That gets in your way of that. What are your habitual patterns, behaviors, beliefs that then stop you from being able to move back into a place of understanding and and connection? So so what I suggest that you do is um, take a moment to switch your perspective, And I think the thing that's really key here is knowing that you don't have to forgive, you don't have to agree, you don't have to accept, right? You don't have to think that what they're doing is right, nothing like that. Nothing actually has to change about your perception or analysis of the situation. It's just a matter of remembering what is true, remembering that you... You really love that person. You really care about that person. Beautifully put by a client of mine the other day was, you know, when, when I saw that someone was bothering me, like that they were doing something that I thought was, was hurtful, I asked myself the question, you know, does this person really love me? And I came up with the answer, yes. And by coming up with the answer, yes, it was possible to put the annoying, frustrating behavior into a different perspective. That shifted the whole uh, situation for him. So... Uh, in switching your perspective, right? It's like you're not changing it. You're not, it's not, you're not letting go. It's not like you're not going to resolve it or have a conversation about it or come to some new understandings about it. But you are going to switch out of that negative place, meaning your negative intent to be separate, to blame, what have you, and move into a place of uh, feeling love for that person and what you can do is you can use a past experience it doesn't it, it doesn't have to sometimes be like how do i access that but you know that there is at least one moment you know if this is someone that you care about and chances are lots of moments for you to be able to reconnect with and a little trick that our mind can play sometimes is that when we're in a conflict, we can say, oh, all that good stuff, that doesn't even exist anymore. That's not true. That's all a lie. Look at this conflict. This conflict is what's true. Right? We want to we uh, try not to do that because if you look at um, it a little bit differently, it can be a lot more helpful, which is that, you know, the conflict is something that is actually happening. You know, but the desire to be connected, loving, caring, what have you, is much greater than that. And that remains true. Okay. I always like to make a clarification here because I I see that it's a point where people get confused um, when we're, you know, we're talking about really unhealthy relationships. Right? So if it's a really unhealthy relationship, um, you know, the rules of engagement become a little bit different. Um, but if it if it's a healthy, loving relationship and, and you know this person and maybe you've just lost sight of, you know, their love for you or your love for them or your desire to do right by the other person, um, the reminder is just to stop recognize where you are your own you know desire to perpetuate the situation and and move then into that place of remembering what it feels like to really be able to love the other person okay so I'm going to do one more step of this whole process before um, we go to our break. And then we bring um, Tabitha on here. So um, so what I'm going to do is I'm using the imagination here. So there's different ways to get around the obstacles that we face. And one of them is the use of our imagination, right? So we've used our imagination to reconnect with or our memory, To reconnect with the love that we feel for this person. And then we're going to use our imagination to be able to think of how we would act. So if I was feeling love for this person, right, what is it that I would choose to do? How would I choose to handle this situation? Once again, you you don't have to do this. This is simply an exercise that can either have you choose different behaviors or it can just provide a different perspective. And that different perspective is, is, is really powerful for your own personal growth and development and ability to relate to others. So if you were feeling that love and that, you know, yes, and that connectedness instead of the no or the hurt and the blame, then what is it that you would do with this person? How would you approach your your relationship, your relating to them? And if you'll, if, when you do this in a situation, you're going to see that all of a sudden you have access to completely different parts of yourself. Right, And those completely different parts of yourself might be like being able to listen, um, being able to be kind, being able to work towards an agreement. You know, some of those things that really help us move out of a conflict. Right. So, uh, you know when you start to be able to see these kind of like new ways of being or potential ways of being, I like kind of, I like saying it that way, potential ways of being, because once again, you're at choice as far as, you know, how you want to be in relationship. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we're really wanting to, to stay in a, you know, a disconnected place. So, um, You know, you can see that you have a choice between these two, these two places. And in the loving place, you have a whole set of things that you can do to reconnect. And what's most likely going to happen, you know, uh, experience, you know, shows that, um, if you're able to do this, you'll probably need to repeat the first few steps of this process a few times. Um, because, you know, it, it, when you're in a conflict situation, a lot of times, you know, someone is going to, uh, not respond immediately to the way that you, like, if you shift gears with them, um, or something else gets said and you, you wind up going off track or, you know, going back into the negativity, um, or they do. So it's a, it's repeating this process. Over and over again and learning that it is a very much a choice that we have to, to either be, uh, to maintain the contact, to feed the contact, the not contact. Well, yeah, actually that too, <laughs> um, or the conflict. So we can either increase the contact and connection that we have with someone where we can increase the conflict. So it's a whole learning process. What do you want to do there? What really works for you? Um, there's a lot to be learned. Okay, so um, we're ready for our first commercial break. I'm going to talk some more about that towards the end of the show. Um, but uh, at, at this commercial break, we'll be, after this commercial break, um, we'll be bringing on uh, Tabitha Birdweaver from Romantic Alchemy. Um, and she is going to uh, tell us about some uh, things that we can do in our relationships uh, in order to return to love in um when we're challenged, when we're, when we're in conflict or, um, just period. So, um, we'll be back just in a break. If you, uh, right after the break, if you have any questions and you would like to call in, uh, the number is 877-230-3062. That's 877-230-3062. Um, and we'll be back right after the break.
1: is your chance to be part of the
0: show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests again that number is
4: 877-230-3062
2: author and educator dr kate signer wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com.
4: Are you craving positive change in an area of your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K A T E S I N E R.com.
3: This is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. And um, we have as a guest today, uh, Tabitha Birdweaver, and uh, specifically to help us with understanding and working with uh, returning back to love in a conflict situation. So uh, uh, Tabitha is a licensed marriage and family therapist and also a licensed professional counselor um, who has a private practice. Um, she has um, developed a program with her husband uh, that is called Romantic Alchemy. And it's a resource um, for helping committed lovers uh create the intimacy that they crave. And one of the things that I think is so incredibly fabulous about uh Tabitha is um a, her really great blend of uh of of being like a, a dynamic uh, mover and shifter, um, and also um, incredibly uh, grounded, um, compassionate healer. Um, and I think that this infuses her work um, and specifically her work with uh, couples and um, in a very sensitive place when sometimes they're not exactly where they want to be, where they're wanting something more from their relationship. So, Tabitha, thank you so much for being here today.
0: Kate, thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
3: Yeah. All right. So, um what I would love you to tell people is what got you into this work in the first place.
0: Right. Well, I became a therapist because I'm a, I'm a natural counselor. Um, in junior high and high school, my parents used to call our phone the hotline because people <laughs> were always calling, um, which for the most part was fine. But, you know, when boys I liked were calling me about their girl troubles, that kind of was stinky. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> and, well, you know, high school stuff. Anyway, um, and I also had a lot of anxiety um, as a young adult and went through my own therapeutic process, and I found it so helpful. So that's what got me into the world of therapy. What got me into the world of couples work was getting married and um, realizing that um, happily ever after takes quite a bit of effort and attention.
3: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So,
0: yep. I mean, my husband, Britt, and I have always had a pretty solid, good relationship, but we did have some points of pain when we would argue. And I really enjoyed what you were saying, Kate, about, um, when you're at those points of pain, all of the good stuff that you know is there can disappear, Mm -hmm. um, that I, I had that exact experience. And so we made a decision that good enough wasn't good enough. And we really wanted to amplify our relationship. And so we put a lot of time and energy in as a couple to working on ourselves and working on our marriage and, um. I'll tell you what, we got something that was better than we even anticipated. Oh. And yes, and that's what um, Romantic Alchemy was born from.
3: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And inspirational. I mean, just really inspirational for people to hear um, that uh, there is uh, a pathway to um, really getting what they want out of relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. And it feels great. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> what I noticed as a therapist is that, um, and I've learned so much from my clients. I'm sure you can understand that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. The process that I was going through with my husband, I was starting to see the same thing repeatedly in my couples that I was working with. So that was a very interesting dynamic to have it unfolding in two different arenas at the same time.
3: And there were those – I mean, I, I think that in the course of a relationship, in the course of our life, we do start to experience um, kind of we – simil- we experience these similar human experiences. What do you think are some of the pain points that people come across in their relationship? Right. I think if
0: I were to like nail it down to one specific thing, understanding that there are a thousand different paths to get here – is that our partner somehow starts to mirror our own fears. And so we start to really think that we're not worth loving or that we're not worth listening to or that we're not worth staying with. And um, sometimes our partners can exacerbate that through their own behaviors, but sometimes we're really looking for
3: what we're finding, if that makes sense. So we're projecting. Mm -hmm. Mm Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such like, again, an important thing for, for us to remember that, you know, sometimes when the conflict comes up, it's, it's easy to think, oh, things are going wrong. And in a way, you know, just the same as in personal development, actually, in a way, things are going right. Mm -hmm. And that becomes our, our opportunity, um, our chance to really create something fabulous.
0: Absolutely. And so it's getting up out of that stuckness and that inability to change perspective, which you were so nicely speaking about before the break, um, that becomes pretty darn crucial in how the outcome will go for our relationship.
3: Okay. Yeah. So why do you think that um, people get stuck in conflict?
0: Right. Well, I think there are a couple of different reasons. Um Sometimes uh, we want to be stuck in conflict because it really kind of reinforces the perception that we have of the world and how things work. And one thing is true about us Homo sapiens, and that is we like the status quo, whether it's working well or not. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it seems like more effort to try and shift and change than to endure the conflict. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think another reason is people just don't know what to do differently, and there's a couple of reasons for that. The first is our neurology and how we're geared as a species, and the second is our – and here it comes – our early childhood and how, Mm -hmm. you know, we always end up going back to that in psychology somehow, Mm -hmm. but how we learned to interact with people. And I really believe what that means about us, that we ascribe Mm -hmm. meaning to how we interact.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's like when I say the, the stories that people bring with them that influence their ability to see things in, uh, you know, just as they are now. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is kind of the, the biology or the physiology of, um, a conflict. And I think that that's really important for people to understand is what is really happening Um, when you're in a conflict situation on those levels that make the conflict so challenging to deal with?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, as a species, we are geared to protect ourselves. And, um, you know, and just in the last maybe 300 years that we've become pretty safe as a species. We have houses to live in. Uh, You know, we have Mm -hmm. regular, regular ways of getting our needs met for the most part. But all that physiology that we developed over time, you know, the majority of our history is still there. And so we've got the traditional fight, fight, or flee, freeze that, that takes over literally our brain. And um, that fight, flight, or freeze can happen both in an acute situation like when we're having an actual argument – and feeling angry, but it also can kind of accumulate over time so that we come from a position in our relationship
3: of being on guard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what what would that feel like for someone? In the acute situation, it would
0: feel like a rush, and it literally is a rush. We get a rush of adrenaline and other chemicals that prepare our body to either attack back to either run and hide or to freeze hoping something won't see us and, um, I love that scene from Jurassic Park where they're leaning up against the car trying not to move,
1: Mm, you know. And
0: so uh, that still happens today. And so Mm -hmm. what what ends up happening is our large muscles in our legs and our arms get ready to move. Um, We lose a lot of the blood from our digestion and the frontal cortex of our brain. And so we could feel queasy. We could feel heady or confused. Um, Literally, that that chemical flush has to metabolize before we're going to think like, you know, the adults Mm -hmm. that we want to think like. So um, I have a tip around that. Would this be a helpful time to share that? Sure, absolutely. Fantastic. So Brent and I really recommend taking a neurology break. When you feel flushed, when you feel like you just want to fight back no matter what your partner is saying, that's the time to take a break. And the sooner you catch it, the better off your relationship and your health actually will be. So a neurology break basically is an agreement, And I would really encourage you to agree on how you're going to do this before you're in the situation where you say, I'm too flooded right now. I can't talk about this the way I want to, so I need a break. And uh, then you and your partner will decide how long of a break you need. For most people, it's around 10 to 15 minutes, right? And that gives your your body time to flush out the chemicals. And then the most important part of the neurology break, I believe, is that you come back at that designated time. Mm-hmm. Even if you need more time, you come okay. back and you say, "I need more time," and what that does is start to condition your body that it 's okay to believe you 're safe
3: and it 's okay to reengage mm-hmm. yeah that that's that 's super important I mean what I hear in that, aside from the the step by steps is the uh, how intentional that is mhm Right. That, I mean, there really is that the intention there is how can I do the best by myself and by my partner, mm-hmm. you know, and recognizing that regardless of what your system is telling you, if you're in that place where you're so activated or flooded, as you were saying, it's not possible to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, really great. Um, so, uh, you know, what? Once you get the kind of the biology taken care of, then mm-hmm. you know what what's kind of a next step.
0: Well, the next step would be that
3: reconnection, and this
0: is where the intentionality that you were talking about is so important. And we've really seen that on two fronts. The first is your own internal processing, and you know, self management and self awareness. Um, so that would look like you considering the kind of partner you want to be. And how you want to react in conflict and then making decisions. And let me tell you, when you're stressed, it could be repeated decision-making mm-hmm. in a small amount of time that you're going to breathe. That is the number one way to get your neurology to calm down, right? Mm-hmm. Just continue your breathing and pause to remember how you want to behave. And so mm-hmm. with that in mind, um, just sticking with the individual for a minute, there's some interpersonal development that can happen. Where you start to realize, like you were saying, what your part is, not only in starting, but in maintaining conflict and why you're doing that. And if you can figure those things out, you can start to resolve it from an intrapersonal space. Mm
3: -hmm. And some of that work, you know, is done, uh, is is more easily done outside of the circumstance, right? That, you know, like just... And I think that that's good that it, it's not, it's not all happening right in the moment and then we forget about it. And it's also not all happening, say, at a therapist's office. Some of it, like, is, is good to be brought into the moment. Um, but recognizing that it might take a little extra effort in various different parts of your life to, um, you know, create that understanding, right?
0: A hundred percent right. And what I think, um, what I noticed and what my clients are telling me they notice is that the issues they have are not only in their intimate relationship. And so when they allow themselves to expand a little bit, they'll start to see, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this at work, you right. know, except you're probably not yelling at your boss <laughs> in the same right. way you might your mm-hmm. partner, you know. But it's it's the same thing in, in a different degree or a different level.
3: hmm Yeah. Right. That those patterns are, are consistent throughout our life.
4: hmm. hmm.
3: So um, what what if people want to um, kind of navigate this whole um, process of right of, of developing more intimacy, Right. If, if our, if our goal is not just to get out of the conflict away from it or make things better, but it's actually to be able to use the conflict to become closer, to have greater understanding, all of that kind of stuff. People are wanting to do that. What would you say are some like your top three tips?
0: Top three tips. The first tip is to remember your brain and your body no matter what because those will kick in and totally hijack you and your intentions. So this would be a place where you could develop some more self-awareness and maybe even do some meditating, some breath work to start understanding your first neurological and physiological triggers. Um. The second tip, I think, is really around the, the thing I was just talking about with the intrapersonal issues. These are highly subconscious, and they are installed at a really early age, uh, how we learn to deal with people. And so starting to do some subconscious awareness and some motivation awareness for yourself, uh, like you were talking about what to be aware of with your negative intention Mm -hmm. That is crucial. But I think Mm -hmm. the thing um, that really made a difference in my relationship, uh, the the activity going on between the two of us, was me really starting to focus, and Brent also, focus more on what my partner needed in the moment. Mm -hmm. So um, one really great resource I can say right now for that is a book by Gary Chapman called the five love languages. Mm -hmm. This really is a nice summary of how you get your needs met in a love relationship. For example, Brent's primary love language is physical affection. So for him, it really matters when I come up and put my hand on his shoulder or, you know, give him a hug, especially in the middle of contact. Um, I mean, conflict, sorry about that. Um, because my my uh, go-to is to avoid and to get out of the situation. So mm-hmm. for me to turn into him and hug him and say, even though I'm mad at you right now, I love you. It's huge for both of us.
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a great, great example. And once again, that highlights the intention that's there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, um, and the willingness to say, you know, regardless of what it is that's going on right now, I'm going to, you know, keep the bigger picture in mind and really um, find that love, find that generosity to be able to, you know, show up for you.
0: Yes. And when you do show up for each other in the moment, recognize it. Hey, yeah. we just did that differently. Oh, my gosh. I could have stomped out, but I didn't. Those things mm-hmm. are really important reinforcers in the process.
3: Yeah. And to recognize, I mean, I think one of the things that can happen when people start to, you know, take responsibility for their behavior mm-hmm. in relationship or otherwise is that it can come with some blame right yes. like mm-hmm. oh you know like uh it's like i'm doing this again you know <laughs> and really remembering that all of those steps every single time that you do that um is is very powerful mm-hmm. and and gives so much to your life and and to your relationship
0: it sure does it's it's a great source of love building
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if people wanted to find out more about what it is that you do, um, how would they do that? I think the simplest way, Kate, is
0: to go to RomanticAlchemy.com. There's some information sitting there waiting uh, for people to listen to. And if they want to do a deeper dive and get some neurological tips and uh, solutions, they can register at our site and have access to that immediately.
3: Yeah, really, really wonderful resource that she has there on her um, website, Romantic Alchemy. Um, Great way to get started and then programs that you can take for um, like your second, third, fourth step. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's uh, RomanticAlchemy.com. And this was a Tabitha Birdweaver. Um, It was really great to have you um, on the show today. Thanks so much for your time and your wisdom. And um, I hope to have you back again soon. Thank you, Kate. I enjoyed it. All right, so here we go. We're going to be taking a break, um, and uh, I'll come back and finish up uh, some about returning to love in a conflict situation. If you have any questions, you can call in 877-230-3062. It's 877-230-3062.
0: your chance to be part of the show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests again that number is
4: 877-230-3062 are you craving positive change in an area of your life dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected internationally recognized author and facilitator dr kate signer is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring dr kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself visit www.kate that's k-a-t-e s-i-n-e-r
2: be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot but the question is how Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real life tools to make the changes you wish to see Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com.
3: This is Dr. Kate Seiner. This is Real Answers Radio. We just uh, got done uh, talking with Tabitha Birdweaver from Romantic Alchemy. And talking about, um, how to return to love in a conflict situation. Um, specifically, she was, uh, letting us know about the, um, biological and, uh, physiological processes that happen when we're in a conflict, as well as, you know, the, you know, the psychological, um, uh, patterning. That we got from our childhood that then starts to play a role in the way that we we relate in relationship. And one of the things that um, I was hearing from her that is very much um, in line with what I was talking about in the first part of this show is that uh, you know intention is key, right? Um, and we really want to make sure that, um, we're, we're stepping into our positive intention as much as possible because that's going to make the difference. That's going to, uh, you know, make the difference between, you know, what seems like just a, a really bad situation and the being able to learn and grow and understand and deepen. Our um, our relationship with those people that we really care about, and specifically our our partners. So, um, I do have someone calling in with a question, um, and this would be Cora from Ohio. Hello. Uh, hi. Hi there. How's it um, going?
1: Oh, pretty good, thank you. Um, yeah. I just recently tuned into your show, so I missed the first part, but um, hopefully there's a podcast or something that I could listen to. Absolutely. Okay, excellent. Um, My question is um, regarding forgiveness and Mm -hmm. just sort of letting go of um, some day-to-day things that I've sort of let build up. Mm -hmm. And um, now it's to the point, you know, like I'll (laughs) come across something simple in the house that will trigger me and then I'm angry and yeah, so we have some um, small-scale issues to work out that are kind of becoming bigger issues because we're not working them
3: out. Yeah, so so I want to check in about something. So you're saying that, you know, the core issue is forgiveness. and But I'm wondering, is the forgiveness about the things that are happening around the house, or is the forgiveness about a bigger issue and the things around the house are sort of things that irritate you, because there's that bigger issue.
1: I would say so. Uh, I haven't pinpointed the bigger issue. One thing that I do know is going on is that there's an accountability issue. Okay. Uh, yeah.
3: And, so uh, so specifically you want to forgive, um, you know, your partner uh, about, like, how um, – like how your partner's been showing up you know or has not been showing up is that true yes that would be uh, more more accurate okay. Okay. All right. So I just want to make sure that I got it because, you know, one of the things that can can happen is that we've got sort of like a deeper issue of, um, you know, somebody's done something that really hurt us and then day-to-day life happens and we get irritated by all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. And then well, sometimes it's all those little things that build up and, <laughs> and cause more, sort of a yeah. major irritation, right. right? That's more a situation. Okay. So it sounds day-to-day. like you're wanting to let go of... The, um, the irritation you're feeling around mm-hmm. the issue. Well, mm-hmm. there's a really, so, you know, without knowing all that much, there's a really great tool to use around this. And um, I, I love this story. Um, it was a story told to me by one of my clients. I think it's brilliant. Where basically her um, husband would re, uh, organize the dishwasher, Okay. And this drove her crazy. And it was like, it was proof that he just thought she couldn't do anything right. Right. Mm -hmm. And it like, every time it happened, it just like, you know, went up her sideways. So she, what she, um, she wound up saying is like, okay, you know, like, how else could I look at this? How else might I see this behavior? Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So could I see it as being loving as a sign that he actually loves me? And that was what she was able to do. She was able to say, you know, I think he's taking care of the house and he is making improvements because he really cares about our life together. And that shifted her, right. To be able Mm -hmm. to look at it and say, okay, well, could this come from a positive place rather than a negative place? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay. Now, you know, Another thing that you can do is like, say you look at it and you're like, well, you know, these five things you never do. And I'm so annoyed. I talked to you a million times about these five things and you still don't ever do them. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, another thing to look at is, are there other things that are being done? Right. That it's just like maybe, maybe, you know, those things that are signs that, you know, your partner isn't listening or isn't being responsive Maybe there's other signs in the relationship that are not those things that you're looking at that are signs. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I'm just wondering, like, I'm I'm attempting to, well, what I'm doing, I guess, is loving him where he's at because he's um, overwhelmed with a number of situations and just, I think, um, a little shut down right now. And so you know, I heard you mentioning the Love Languages um, book mm-hmm. and could see, you know, the example that you gave is, is spot on for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I just am having a tough time getting there, you know, getting to um, to where, say, I could, um, you know, put my hand on his shoulder to say something kind or just to have my hand on his shoulder Because I just am so angry.
3: I'm so, yeah. Right. So, so how does the anger serve you? Yes, I know it's not serving me well. No, but, but think of it, is there a way it does serve you? Um, does it help you from being hurt again? Does it allow you to feel like kind of righteous?
1: Yeah, I would say it, it makes me feel as though I'm justified.
3: And what would it be like for you to put that down?
1: Be a relief. It would be.
3: So, so what would be like, you go underneath that and you say, well, you know, if being kind of like, let's just say righteous, you know, kind of staying on top of things, if that's what I'm doing here, like I, you know, you've got this wrong, I know how it's supposed to be done or whatever version of that. Right. Then Mm -hmm. it's just like, what are you really wanting Because you're not wanting to be right. I mean, that's just like an ego need. What do you really want that you're not getting? I guess
1: uh, to feel supported, to feel um, appreciated for the job I am doing.
3: Okay. And so I'll ask you these questions. Do you support yourself and do you appreciate yourself?
1: Hmm. You know, uh, part time,
3: yeah. Okay. okay. So, what I would look at is I would say, how can I be more supportive of myself? And how can I be more appreciative of myself, right? First, mm-hmm. um, right? Then I would also look for, is there any proof that I am supported or I am appreciated in my relationship? And am I willing to embrace that truth that's there? Right? Mm -hmm. And then I would also say, you know, what is the core need that I'm having that isn't being met right now? You know, and it might be the same. It might be appreciation. It might be support, Mm -hmm. right? But what is it that I'm really, really needing that's outside of all of this? Because if you were happy with your husband, if you, you know, were like feeling totally in love with him, I'm sorry, I just Mm -hmm. assumed it was your husband, but uh, it's Mm -hmm. it's like, um, if you were totally in love with him, don't you, you had that experience, right? Those things kind of bother you less. Oh, for sure yeah right mm-hmm. so so what is it that's happening like if you're not feeling you know appreciated and and it's like are you wanting Is like are you wanting to feel loved are you wanting to feel that sense of connection mm-hmm. um and are there i'm sorry what i I'd
1: say the connection you know, I just actually okay, yeah, I actually um had written something today and a piece of that
3: okay, so I would say. Me. How can you develop that connection with your husband, right? How can you, um, you know, outside of the things that you're looking at, outside of the tasks around the house or whatever, the proof that either is or isn't there, what would it feel like to uh, find a moment or an experience or something like that where you feel that connection? Can, can you, can you kind of see how that might, might be helpful? Mm -hmm, For sure. Okay. So sometimes it's a matter of, you know, in the way that you're saying it, it's a matter of like what I was talking about earlier on is it's a matter of just being willing to shift. Right. And then when we're not shifting, we have to recognize that we're not really in our adult consciousness. We're kind of in our child consciousness. And then we want to bring ourselves out of that. And there's various different ways that we can do that. But one is to kind of play around and look for a proof that actually is in support of what we want rather than in support of what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Right? The other is to just bypass all of that gunk and just say, I really want connection. And I'm going to, you know, do what it takes to really bring that in and create that for myself. You know, even if I resist it in some ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay? Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, so thanks for calling in. Um, uh, By all means, if you have additional questions about this, you can write me at admin at com. And I will get that, I'll be able to respond a little bit more for you offline. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're looking at just a couple more minutes here in our um in our show before we wrap up and uh, the topic has been about returning to love in a conflict situation right and so core brought up some really great points about you know just how it gets sticky and hard to shift ourselves you know because of you know the the history and so what i'm recommending is really shifting your perspective and starting to look for that valuable information that will, you know, prove and c- help create an alternate viewpoint. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about this, but I am running out of time for today. So thank you for joining me on Real Answers. And um, I will talk to you again next week.
2: You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesigner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.